The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. Hi everyone, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 23, uh, which is the moment when Jesus dies on the cross for the sins of the world. You see, the Bible teaches that everyone needs rescue, everyone needs to be saved. And here is the moment where Jesus does the saving work. But the question is, will we mock Jesus? Will we sneer at him or even will we insult him? Or In fact, will we choose to acknowledge who he is and believe in him so that we would have eternal life? Here's the challenge. Look at Jesus, the king who suffers for us so that we will be saved and acknowledge him because he is our king and he is our saviour. G'day Senior School, welcome to another uh, Senior School uh, Chapel Devotion Moment. Uh, We've only got a couple of these left to go until the end of the year and so that means we're just about finished uh, looking through the book of Luke. Uh, Remember the book of Luke, the big idea is we're looking at Jesus, the King who has finally arrived. Um, To get started today, uh, the other day, I'll give you something to think about, the other day my family and I were down at Bulleye Beach uh, just on the weekend, it was that lovely Sunday afternoon and and we went down to the beach and had some fish and chips and and just enjoyed being outside together and of course swimming in the ocean, the first real swim of this summer season. Um, It was a really great time in the surf, it was beautiful, everything about it was fantastic, clear water, great surf, uh, good company, it was great. Anyway, while I was standing and, and sort of wading out into the waves, I noticed right down the other end of the beach, um, there were some people jumping around and waving their arms like this and, and getting the attention of the lifeguards. Uh, the lifeguards were wearing these bright orange rash, rash shirts and they took notice of the people jumping around and they over there pointing and pointing into the ocean. And into the ocean, getting smashed and pummeled by waves, uh, was all I could see was what looked like just at the top of a head and some arms just frantically waving up in the air. Uh, The people were there, standing on the beach, calling out to the lifeguards. The lifeguards saw the need and they just made a beeline straight for that person um, who was struggling out in the ocean. Uh, there was guys that would just run there straight away, just in their rashies, uh, with like a like a floaty sort of a thing. And then there were other guys that that grabbed um, the actual surf ski uh, and they pulled that out into the ocean. And it was like an episode of Bondi Rescue down at Bulleye uh, happening before my very eyes. Um, thankfully, they got to the person in time, and from what I could see, they had to give the person oxygen and, and the whole deal. And they called the ambulance and everything, uh, and the person um, was saved. Um, I don't know if you've ever actually been in a situation like that. I know I have where I've needed to be rescued from the ocean uh, or rescued from a really strong rip or a dangerous situation. Um, Well, the Bible teaches that we need rescue. Uh, The Bible teaches that we need rescuing from a very dangerous situation. 
And one of the big simple truths of the Bible is the dangerous situation that we need rescuing from is our sin. And sin is simply when we disregard God and his word. God is a God who has made all things, remember? Uh, He's a God who has created everything and who has a way for everything. But people disregard God's way. They ignore his word. And we, people, humans, everyone, everywhere, chooses to live our own way rather than God's way. And living that own way, that disregard for God's way, is called sin. Uh, And the Bible says lots about sin. Uh, In fact, Jesus warned the original people to watch out for sin. Because if they disregarded his words, in Genesis chapter 3, God said that they would surely die if they disregarded God's word. Now hopefully you have heard here at Broughton and and probably you've been around here for long enough to know that the rest of the story plays out that actually people have disregarded God's word and so we have this sin problem. Uh, The Bible teaches about this sin problem that there's a consequence for that. Uh, Listen to some of these verses here from the book of Romans as it talks about sin. Uh, In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, uh, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, everyone has sinned. Everyone. There is no one who hasn't. All of us. That's you. That's me. That's the person next to you. Even the headmaster in his office. Everyone has sinned and they all fall short of the glory of God. Likewise, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. You see, everyone has sinned and there is a price to pay, a consequence for sin. And the Bible teaches, it's confronting, but this is the teaching of the Bible. It teaches that there is a cost. There is a wage for sin and it's death. And this is a cost that everyone deserves to pay because everyone has sinned. In fact, in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, this is what it says. It says, Sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. You see, everyone sins and everyone deserves, the Bible teaches, to pay the consequence for sin, and that consequence is death. Now, that's serious, right? This is the sort of thing that we don't like. This is the sort of thing, actually, that if we're honest, we want to avoid this. We want to avoid death. We want to call out for help. We want to find rescue. We want to find salvation. Sort of like somebody struggling out there in the ocean, looking for help when they're struggling because of the massive crashing waves. We need, in Bible terms, we need a saviour. A saviour, somebody who will come and rescue. Or or we need a king, a king who's going to ride in and rescue us and save us and conquer the opposition that we are facing. Well, the Bible actually teaches that God's people throughout history have been waiting for this king. They've been waiting for a king who would rescue them, not necessarily straight away from sin, but God's people wanted rescuing from the outside government, from from the opposition that they were facing, from the other empires around them. All throughout Israel's history, in fact, they'd been waiting for years and years and years and years for a king who would come and save them and rescue them and bring them into a promised land, bring them in to a new kingdom of God. Well, Luke has shown us that Jesus is that king. Jesus is the king that God's people have been waiting for for so long. But actually, Luke's gospel has also shown us that Jesus is the king who would come and who would save us from our sin. 
Jesus is the one who would save us from the penalty that we deserve. Jesus will come to save us from our death. But the question is, of course, is how is this king going to do this? How is King Jesus going to save us from sin? Is this the sort of thing that a king can get on his stallion with his sword or his mace and a shield and ride in to battle to save us from this sin problem? Well, no. The Bible teaches that there's a surprising solution. And the Bible tells us that King Jesus comes and King Jesus saves when King Jesus dies. And we're going to read that now. Maybe you've read it already in House Tutor. Maybe you've read it just because you've been around long enough to hear this story. But I'm going to read it again. Uh, Listen carefully to Luke's gospel as we read about these final moments of Jesus' life. These moments where Jesus dies on the cross and he dies on the cross for our sin. This is what it says in Luke chapter 23, verse 32 to 46. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with Jesus to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching And the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above Jesus which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Here's this moment. Jesus dies. Jesus is crucified. He's he's executed, hung on a cross, nails through his hands and his feet. Jesus dies in excruciating death. It was witnessed. It was seen by many. Uh, This is a historical moment, a real thing that actually happened. Do some research into history and find out that Jesus was a real-life person who was really tried by the government, who was really executed, and who really, truly died. Here it is here in Luke's Gospel. Jesus breathed his last, it says. But the thing is, Don't miss the point of this part of the Bible. Jesus did this not because he was weak. Jesus did this not because he lost. Jesus did this to save us. Jesus did this to save you. Remember, the Bible says that everyone has sinned. You have sinned. I have sinned. Everyone has sinned. And we all deserve to pay the consequence of that sin. 
But the wonderful news of the Bible is that we are not left with that consequence. No way. We are not left with it because God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish. They would not die, the Bible says, but they would receive eternal life. I wonder if you noticed here in this passage that as Jesus was dying, there were a couple of different responses to those who were witnessing this moment. There were some there that mocked, some there that sneered, some there that hurled insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Messiah? They said, save yourself and us, said the criminal on the cross next to Jesus. But these guys have missed the point, haven't they? Jesus isn't here to save himself from his death on the cross. Now, Jesus needed to die on the cross so that he would save you and me. Jesus needed to die on the cross so that he would even save those who were sneering and mocking and insulting him. Jesus needed to die to save the world from their sins so that no one would perish, so that all could have eternal life if only they would believe in him. Broughton, on a day like today, when you hear this passage read to you, maybe again, maybe for the 50th time, 100th time, Maybe as you hear this passage and you hear these biblical details, maybe for the first time, I don't know. You need to think, what is my response to this king? What is my response to this king who has come for me, this king who has come to die for me so that I would not have to die for my sin? This king who has come to open a way for me to enter into God's eternal kingdom. You see, this world, this kingdom... This place is not going to last forever, but there is another kingdom that will, God's kingdom. And it's a kingdom that you can get to. It's a kingdom that you can belong to this very day, but also another day forever and ever and ever. If only you would acknowledge Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the King. Jesus is the King who has come for you. Will you acknowledge him this day and believe in him? so that you would have eternal life. Broughton, today, maybe you're a little bit like that struggling swimmer out at Bulleye Beach, the one that's getting absolutely pummeled by the waves, the one that is struggling to keep their head above water. Maybe today is the day that you actually need to acknowledge the Saviour, acknowledge the Saviour, King Jesus, and be rescued from your sin. In your house tutor today, maybe have a chat with that with your house tutor. Have a chat about what it means to acknowledge Jesus the King. Have a chat about how you acknowledge Jesus the King. But also have a chat about how do you continue to live for the King while we wait for his eternal kingdom to finally and fully come when Jesus appears again one day. Today as we finish, remember, the King has come. The king has died and the king has saved. He has done that for you. He has died for you. He has saved you. All you need to do is acknowledge him and believe in him and you will be saved from your sin and have eternal life. I hope that you would do that today.
Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK Schroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.